Welcome to With Heart and Wonder. This is a place for us to explore heart-centered living and to celebrate what it means to live with wonder, with awe and appreciation for the possibilities that are within us and around us. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am truly so honored and excited that you are here. Let's dive in and journey together. Welcome to episode 13 of With Heart and Wonder. We've got a really incredible guest with us here today. I am so honored to be joined by Megan Marie Gates. When I think of Megan Marie, my heart just feels so full. She is such a generous spirit who is so committed to uplifting others. As a gifted sound practitioner and movement guide, Megan Marie Gates uh, creates incredible healing spaces that nourish the whole self and inspire presence. We had the opportunity to collaborate with each other this past March on a yoga and sound offering to raise funds for our local Love Your Brain Ottawa community. Working with Megan Marie was pure magic and I was so moved by her gifts and her presence. I feel so blessed that our paths have brought us together and I can't wait for you to get to know her in our conversation today. So welcome, Megan. Oh, that was the nicest. Oh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm so, so happy that we're able to connect with each other. I know right now you're sitting in the prairies. Uh, and I would so love if you could share a little bit about you with all of our listeners and uh, whatever you feel moved to share today about you and your journey. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for having me. This is so special and I'm really grateful to be here with you this morning. So my name is Megan Marie and I'm originally from the prairies in Saskatchewan. This is where I was born and raised before I became a bit of a nomad. And like you said, I'm a full-time sound practitioner, sound meditation guide, and um, I often teach movement practices as well too, but I feel like my path and calling right now is really, really immersed in sound offerings, sound-based offerings. So I'm currently in between places. I just um, traveled from southern Ontario um, in Prince Edward County to get here I drove and this is like my halfway point before I head out to BC so I'm on a bit of an adventure right now which has been really interesting during these times but yeah that's that's kind of me right now let's talk about your journey with sound a little bit like where where has this kind of um where did the journey start and how has what kind of led you to where you are right now as someone who is really focused on the incredible healing potentials of sound? Yeah, so I originally, I think the seed was is that I started off my first uh, life was a musical theater performer. Oh, neat. So, yeah, so I, I started... I started doing theater and being immersed in the performing arts very young and it ended up being the thing that I went to college for. And I worked in the theater with musical theater and acting for about five years. So I have a background in, in um, voice and song and performance and all of that. And then I did my yoga teacher training once I landed in Toronto thinking that it was going to be my side hustle and acting was going to be the 
<laughs> major thing. But I think for so many people who end up doing those teacher trainings, something really shifts within us that brings us into a bit of a different reality and a different realm. And that's really what happened to me. And then sound meditation and sound as journey and, and therapeutics came in while I was in my training because there was someone in my program who was already a sound practitioner and they kind of grabbed me and was like, you have a background in, in music. This can be used as a meditative tool and as a psychedelic tool. So that's when the uh, sound therapy kind of path started to open up. And I learned how to use my voice in a very different way where in musical theater and in performance in that way, it was very uh, linear and in a box and you follow sheet music and things have to be very tight. And while that was so beautiful, I felt like there was always this, there was always this like constraint on my voice. Like I felt like I didn't really find my voice until I started singing with the bowls and I started working with mantra and I started uh, toning and sounding. So that happened and it was about five years of mentorship and self-study because at that point, sound therapy, there weren't any courses that you could take. It was all about finding people who would work with you one-on-one. -on -one. And we traveled to India and we did a mentorship and apprenticeship there. And then after about five years of this intensive training and learning about the effect and, and resonance and all of these things in a more scientific and mystical and, and magical kind of way, that's when I started offering it. And I've been Beautiful. offering it full time for about four years now. Wow, what a, oh, that's such a beautiful story. And I really love that you spoke to this idea of kind of um, like journeying more fully into your own voice and that like musical sound home within yourself that maybe hadn't been fully tapped into until, you know, reaching and discovering this wider world of sound that is, yeah, oh wow, that is, that is so lovely. For, for those who maybe aren't familiar with this idea of like sound healing, can you tell us a little more about what that looks like and what, what is kind of different about sound healing from what someone might characterize as music? So there are many different paths that we can go into as far as what sound meditation is and the benefits of it and all of that. I really like to focus on brainwaves because it's something that everybody, whether you are like super woo and like have magic all around you and you like are grounded in that or you're really based in science, everybody can kind of come into this sphere. So what happens when we are asked to deeply listen to curated soundscapes or supported soundscapes is that our brain waves will start to slow down often so if you can imagine in our everyday moment to moment 
we've got a lot happening in our brain waves Absolutely. And, they're, and they're going off really quick. We're processing, we're taking in information, we're worrying, we're making lists, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing. And quite often what happens is that people actually stay in those states, even as they try to go to sleep or they try to access um, meditative states. And we don't have in our society practices that are like, okay, we're going to take it down a little bit. We're going to learn how to rest. We're going to learn how to go to sleep. We're going to do these practices that allow us to go deeper, which is why, I mean, yoga is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. But through sound, we can access those deeper deeper waves that take us into, yes, meditative states, but also flow states, um, creative states. It, they can bring us into that beautiful place between being awake and being asleep so beautifully, which is one of my favorite places to be, the theta state. And then it can also take us, and hopefully it does, into the uh, deeper realms of sleep and even dreamless sleep sometimes. So just in that, and that's a very small part of sound meditation or sound therapeutics, there's so much medicine within that because it also provides a space for our parasympathetic nervous system to begin to turn on as well too. And this doesn't happen all the time. Just like anything, I think different people will access different states of being at different times. But it can be tremendous and it can be tremendous for people who have a difficult time in seated or silent meditation. The vehicle of sound can kind of take you into those deeper states with a bit more grace and a little bit of sneakiness. Yes, yes. You know? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's one of the reasons I, I often use when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with um, with some of my private clients, it's a different vehicle, but like use restorative yoga poses instead of meditation. Because again, it's like, it's that like sneaky way to get some of the same benefits, but, but the focus is more just on being really cozy and supported. Um, and there's, yeah, that like a seated meditation practice can there's so many different ways to meditate but sometimes it can be more overwhelming for people and the idea of just like like cozying up and listening to sound can can be such a beautiful entry point yeah for sure and anything i believe so so much is that if there are any practices that allow for that restorative um feeling and gateway to open that it really doesn't matter what it looks like. Like some people are going to get so much out of restorative. Some people are going to get a lot out of very slow based movement practices, of course. Like Tai Chi and Qigong and all of that. And some people are going to get so much out of sound because I'm smiling right now because I was thinking about being like a very, very, very tiny person. And my mom would put on these uh, sing-along videotapes and it was like animated. And, and one of the songs was, uh, one of the lyrics was, music is the language we all understand. Beautiful. Stuck with me for so long. And it, it really is true. Like anybody in any country, any creed, any belief system, 
can access sound as meditation in such a tremendous way because if the practitioner is doing it well, it's neutral enough so that it holds most all people. Yeah. In that, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and yeah, and I love that you spoke to the fact that, you know, we may resonate with different, different types of, of modalities to bring us into that that more restful, but also creative, generative space, but also that, you know, at different moments and seasons of our lives, we may gravitate towards different, different yes. tools, depending on, on the season that we're in, the, the moment that we're in and, and what is going to be balancing and nourishing for yes. our, our whole self. Yeah. Oh, yes. So as a sound healer, like um, for those who maybe have never been to like a soundscape or a sound healing experience, like what does that look like? Can you walk us through like what it looks like and what some of the tools are that that you're using? You mentioned some um, like using um, toning and mantra and um, and like what are the, the, the bowls? Tell us more about yeah, what that yeah, looks yeah. like. Okay. So how now every sound Um, every sound bath or sound meditation that you go to is completely different depending on the person who is offering them. And this is why I love it so much is because you really get a sense of the person while they're offering it. And it's so different every time you go. It's magic. If you haven't been to one, get yourself to one. How I set them up is that folks will come in and they'll build themselves a little nest. So you, you'll have props, you'll have blankets. Some people bring sleeping bags. Some people will bring blankets and pillows from home. The whole idea is to be as supported and cozy as possible, but we always start with a seated meditation just to ground and come into the space together. And we always make sound as well too. So will either do a bit of toning, which is simply put elongated vowel sounds, so the ahs and the e's and the oos, or will use a very simple mantra or sacred uh, Sanskrit sound. And then once we do that, once we vibrate ourselves and feel that resonance of our own voices, which is such powerful medicine, we come to lie down and people, There are folks who like to stay seated, which is a very different experience from laying down entirely, but uh, most people are so tired and exhausted that they're going to come and lie down. So that's when the nest gets built and we all get cozy. And then that's when the threads of sound begin to start. And the way that I curate my sound offerings is... um, part blueprint like I have blueprints that I work with and how the peaks and the waves of sound will work in in hopes to access those deeper brain waves and then much of it is intuitive and because I've been offering it for four five I guess this is year five there's just like an instinctual thing that happens of which comes next and which instrument gets to be played but primarily it is the crystal singing bowls And then there's a lot of other instruments that come with it, uh, chimes and bells and tongue drum, gong. Um, What else do I have there? Tibetan singing bowls or Himalayan, excuse me, singing bowls. 
yeah and they all just they all create a story and they all create these soundscapes so once that is done there's a little bit of silence we all come back to sit we tone we sing again a little bit and that's the sealing off of our time and then hopefully by the end of it people either are activated and they feel like they've accessed some really cool non-ordinary states of being they feel creatively activated they have more energy or they've been lullabied like crazy and they're ready to you know get lifted and moved into their bed and have a deep sleep yeah yeah <laughs> that's one of my favorite things i don't i'm sure you get it too but when someone um like emails me or gets in touch after an offering and is like i had the best sleep last oh, night oh god yes <laughs> because it's it's not it's so wild that that is not a normal or the majority of people you know are not having those deep dreamless sleeps and so it's such a gift when Absolutely. that can be had yeah yeah well yeah. and 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 that as much as like things like sleep hygiene and um like people are having more conversations about how to have good sleeps but we still aren't really at that place yet i think as a culture and society where we're really like taking care to like prepare and nourish yes. ourselves like before like like those deeply healing practices that can can down regulate the nervous system and can bring us into more of that parasympathetic state like like thinking of like preparing the body almost like for a ritual of sleep yes. like i don't do that well <laughs> you know yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. It's a practice and it, I feel like it, there needs to be a commitment to yes. it because we're so many people, their nervous systems are so burnt out just from existing in the world. Like it, it's not an easy time to be alive. It's an amazing time to be alive. And I think that there needs to be extra work in, you know, that, that softening into the nervous system and to nourish and to create little pockets of space where we can so that there can be integration and there can be the you know that the healing aspect of of the work that is done here only really happens when we're rested so absolutely yeah yeah. Yeah. And that there is something too, to be said, I think like I often in, in a lot of my work kind of talk about and think about the creative cycle and the fact that like to be in these places of flow and where we're really like in that sweet spot of, of creating, we can only do that once we are rested. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah. So that the more that we're able to like care for and nourish and find those little moments, those pockets, as you so beautifully said of rest, um, then, then so much can come forth like in this generative state and that kind of cycle of creation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like, so I think that you, and we don't know each other super, super well, but, but you know, um, but have definitely, um, I feel like I know you well. I feel like you're someone who really kind of like radiates this mm, like wonder and curiosity, which is a big kind of theme of this podcast is kind of um, being alive to the possibilities that are uh, uh, within us and around us and 
really like celebrating this kind of like playful curiosity and and I feel like this that sound healing must be this incredibly like playful creative kind of space to be and I'd love to hear like what like anything really you have to share about that and like what that process of creating sound looks like what it feels like how it how it resonates in, in with you yeah 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 oh i love it i am i am so all about the reenchantment process for people and i think that is a big reason why these offerings and this practice has has pulled me in so deeply to it is that when when um, I know that when I go to really wonderful, wonderfully curated sound offerings, that I feel like I move into another world. And I love that state of being. I love being taken out of the, the ordinary state of, of being human. And I think that, yeah, I think that the reenchantment process through sound especially within the instruments that we use as solving tools, like the, the crystal bowls and the, the resonance of these instruments just kind of automatically put you there because we don't hear those sounds so often in, in our day-to-day and in our regular life. And for me, as far as like, as far as someone who is curating these offerings, the element, and this goes back to my theater background big time, the element of storytelling through sound is such a huge part of my love and my, my focal point with this work and with offering sound sessions. And because we all hear and listen so differently and because certain things, certain sounds will ping each person in a different way. I think that the story, no matter how much intention or crafting that I put into it, is a different story for every single person. And because the sound offerings that I do often do not contain, really, I don't even usually bring mantra into it anymore because I want to keep the sound as neutral as possible through toning, that people can just go on their own journeys. And I can also go on mine through it as well too. And then maybe if there's like a little bit of of lyric or English-based songs, it always comes at the end to slowly start to bring people back into the room and into their bodies. Did that answer your question? It did. It did it? Are you sure? It did. It did. Okay, great. It did. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you've been in this really interesting space too. I mean, I know you're making this this space of transition, this adventure and new journey westward. But um, while you were kind of hanging out more in Ontario, you really were traveling everywhere and and like having these amazing opportunities at festivals and at different like the I know the Toronto Yoga Conference and uh, lots of opportunities to collaborate with different people which I feel like must be such an interesting thing 
also because I know you spoke about how every time, you know, if there's a sound offering, everyone is experiencing it a little bit differently. But I imagine also that your what you're bringing to a room is really shifts and takes on a different kind of feel and flavor when you are collaborating with other, whether I, I'm not sure if you collaborate with other sound healers or or I know you do a lot of collaboration with yoga and meditation teachers. And um, like, what is that process like of co-creating? It's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy and, and absolutely delightful for me because I literally go in with my stuff, my instruments, my voice, and if I'm collaborating with a yoga teacher specifically who is, who is leading anything from restorative to very active movement, I just follow the teacher. And what's so beautiful about the, the instrumentation that I work with is that it's so flexible in, in how it can be played and when it can be played that that flow is, becomes such a potent exciting wonderful thing to experience like i love collaborating with teachers and 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 it just it just fills it just fills the room and the offering and the the magic of it even more because you have two people who are offering two separate things but there's this alchemy that ends up happening of of sound and movement or sound and stillness or whatever that whatever that collaboration is. So it's so delightfully simple and, and wonderfully potent for me to be invited to come in and work with teachers like you, like, you know, Catherine Flynn, uh, Kim McBean in Toronto, I work with a lot too, just to, just to support. I love supporting with sound so much because then you know, you asked what the difference is with sound and music. I think that sound meditations or sound baths are, are the, the in-between brink of, of both of those things, you know, and it can turn into more, more musical when you're working with someone to support movement or support stillness or meditation. It's, it's awesome. I love that so much. It was so neat when we were collaborating together because really like I know um, someone came up to me afterwards on our offering and was like, you know, sharing kind of their experience and their gratitude. And they were saying like, I'm sure this, this took a lot of work to prepare. And I was kind of like, well, it didn't really, you know, like in the sense that um, like, while there is of course always like the back end of like arranging that everyone can be in the same place at the same time, but that really like what was so neat about working together and as I really felt, it actually reminded me of, so I went to an arts high school and I, I was there for writing, but I did a lot of dance when I was there and we would do these workshops sometimes on like dance improvisation. And like it, it, it really actually reminded me kind of, of, of a dance that was happening in the sense that there's no words and I didn't really feel like I was overthinking anything. It was just, you're just kind of like moving and responding and this, it was, it was like a, it was like 
uh, dance between you and I and the sound and the participants and it just was this like beautiful flowing of things that really just felt like it took on a life of its own and I it was such a neat experience for me to like have a collaboration feel so so just like that that it had its own ebbs and flows and that I was more along for the ride than really guiding much at all that I love that it's such a it's such a beautiful offering to I'm okay so I am I am always more comfortable being slightly unprepared or underprepared rather. Like yes. The flow of things is way more interesting to me than to, cause I've, I've worked with teachers who are like, we've got to calculate this up. We need yes. to like, what are you going to do here? What are you going to do here? And I just, I don't, I don't like to work like that because I think that when it is a bit more organic and when there is a sense of flow and when there is a sense of trust between the two people of like, I got you, whatever you do, I will weave with. There's this other element that comes into the space of like, um, whether that's mystery or the third voice of just the flow of collaboration. Mm, Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I love that so much. I, uh, and I think there's something, I think, I I think in a way that like really speaks to like a tendency we have in the world to like want to like overly curate and, um, and to be really prepared and to control things. But, but, and I think this is what we see in our yoga practice and our meditation practice and all these healing practices is like all the beauty that we allow to shine through when we actually like relax into it and soften into it. And that like idea of softening, like let so much emerge and that that is itself such a beautiful thing. In addition to, I mean, with this, this podcast, we spoke about it and I, I speak about it with any guest that comes on is this idea of like, yes, I will have some questions, but mostly I just want to see where the conversation flows and yes. I want it to make space for whatever feels really alive right now yes. for, for the conversation to emerge. Because, um, because I think when we like overly curate things, it, um, it just blocks that flow in totally. a way. And, and yeah, it, it feels different. So yeah. yeah, I love that that's your process and, and that you're attracting so many incredible like uh, partnerships and collaborations where you're able to, to do that because there is so much magic. I think there's so much magic that happens um, when we collaborate with each other. I think it's just like that idea of like people bringing their gifts together. Um, and like, especially in service of others, it just, it takes on this really potent and powerful energy that is so special. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Uh, (laughs) I, um, I want to talk to you a little bit because I know that you are now like in this place and I don't know how long you've been doing these offerings, but where you're doing a lot of trainings on sound and like really, um, as kind of an expert in, in Canada, like, like taking on and helping, um, I imagine, I imagine it's so many different types of people who are coming to learn from you now, but a lot of yoga and meditation teachers and healers and um, what, what do those look like and, and how does that feel? Oh, so this is, I think, 
when I really sit with it, I feel like this is the thing that I love the most right now about, about the, the different threads of offerings that I have in the world. And the reason why I started running trainings was because what I've noticed, and this, I think this has happened in many different healing arts communities and, and, and offerings in the world, is that sound has gotten, when I first got into sound meditation and sound baths and learning about sound therapy, there weren't many people who were doing it and offering it at that point. But when things work and when people fall in love with these modalities, you'll see an upsurge of many people who are all of a sudden buying crystal singing bowls and they're calling themselves sound healers and all of that. And quite frankly, it just drove me insane because what was happening is that people were buying a ton of instruments, had no training or no even even self-training or mentorship or anything within this realm who had no idea what the effect of what they were doing was. And, and there's such a magnetism to being able to play instruments that don't necessarily require the same kind of skill level as like a stringed instrument or a wind instrument. But what people don't realize is that you're working with the very subtle layers of people's nervous system. Again, you're working with brain waves. You're working with really the ability to, to bring up a lot of anxiety and, and uh, flared up nervous systems with sound as Emotional well releases and yes. like all of that. Yeah. All of it. And so after being to just too many sound uh, sound baths or or sound sessions that put me into a state of hyper anxiety because of the way instruments were being played because of the lack of knowledge or education around how to curate these things appropriately and well and supportively. I was like, I got to start a training because if people are excited about this, let them be excited and trained. You know, like, let it be, let it be really good because I would love to see people who are excited about sound, knowing exactly what they're doing in a supportive way that, that they understand the science and the ancestry and the mysticism and all of it for fuller experiences. So off my soapbox, that's why I started doing trainings and it's been the best learning experience for me because every time that these groups gather and I've done about five weekend immersions so far, every time that we all come together, all of us learn so much from one another because there's been nurses, there's been doctors, there's been musicians, there's been audio engineers, like just so many people from different, uh, different backgrounds that have so much information to bring into the conversation of, of what is supportive sound and what makes something therapeutic and languaging and, and where to bring in sound, whether it's a full sound bath or whether it's at the end of a yoga class or if it's in an art therapy session or, yeah, it's, it's just been so cool that way to see also students 
and and now my dear 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 friends who have have taken this information and are applying it in such intelligent creative supported ways it just it's it's my favorite thing ever and it's my favorite thing to see people as we work through through voice and through instrumentation to watch people's confidence come up of um, how to use how to use their voices and how to get other people to use their voices and how to use in instrumentation really well and also debunking a lot of misinformation there is about sound because as we know like when things get popular especially in the new age community there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation that just drives me absolutely bonkers that is out there right now so that's a big part of those immersions as well too of like let's let's ask some really intelligent questions about these things that we have been told but we don't know the sources of yeah oh that's so powerful yeah i think um like what a beautiful gift you're giving to those like to the whole community and to um like to be able to share for those who are are feeling called to be sharing sound in more intelligent thoughtful intentional ways because yeah i hear what you're saying that like sometimes um like and i see this sometimes too like especially in the yoga community like and and it's not to say that you need to do a full-on training to be able to offer anything but like sometimes people get excited about doing something and and they get excited and then they start offering it without sometimes like the the knowledge and like yes. the the science like i see it with restorative yoga sometimes being someone who has done a lot of training on like the organs and the nervous system and what's being affected in poses and like like counterindications and um and that's really different than like pulling a pose off online and totally. starting to offer it you know and so yes. um and the same it's different than picking up a singing bowl and kind of like intuitively playing with it and bringing it to your classes and yes. so there's um yeah, I love this kind of invitation also to come together and to share knowledge and to create this like community where we're able to go deeper and in sound is this supportive healing modality. Yeah. So that's so wonderful. Oh, I love it. It's the, it's the best. And, and you're right. I mean, I think that it's very easy to cherry pick right now. Um, I like this, I'm gonna use it. I like this, I'm gonna use it. I like this, I'm gonna use it. And it's more difficult to slow it all down and, and to commit the time to really knowing what you're doing. And even moving, honestly, like even moving away from the term sound healing or sound healer is really important to me and changing the languaging around that. Yes. For many reasons. Um, but, there's something, yeah, there's something so potent of like, of, of being equipped with that information because again, it's, it's such an interesting balance with sound of being able to work with it in an intuitive, fluid way. And at the same time, you're not really able to do that well until you have the education and the foundation underneath you to support the decisions that you make while you're curating sound, whether you have one bowl and you're offering it or whether you have 9 million instruments, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
I, uh, I'd love to chat a little bit because you've been doing these with kind of, um, many, uh, well, probably all of your offerings really being canceled. You've kind of taken to Instagram and have been doing Instagram live sound, um, sound sessions. Yeah. And, um, Eric and I did your first one, which was oh. incredible. And I felt like there was such an outpouring of love during that session from everyone taking part. There was so much energy and I think a real appreciation and gratitude for you finding a way to bring this gift of, of sound and the rest and the, the, the journey to a more chaotic time and it was it was so potent and so powerful and I know you've been offering more of these sessions what has it been like to be bringing this work online so different um like how has that felt and can you also like tell everyone more about these so that you know they can check out uh, a sound experience with you yeah 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 thank you the first one that you tuned into, I, I did it in my, my best friend's basement and she watched me pacing up and down the basement for about a half an hour in sheer panic because I just had no idea what the sound was going to be like for people. Of course. Um, and it's just so it's so different. It's so different. And it was the first time I had ever uh, used IG live ever for anything. So it was just all of these first times for an event that that's very special to me. It was for the spring equinox and it was an event I was supposed to do live in Toronto that, that has been one that I've been doing for the last three years. And so many people were going to tune in. So it was sheer panic for me, but then what I realized afterwards is that the sound on IG Live is really great. They configure it for musicians in, in a really wonderful way that it actually ended up being better than I ever thought. Oh, good. Yeah, like really, obviously nothing like being in person with those instruments and those sounds, but the fact that I don't think I've ever been so grateful for technology because it's given us this opportunity to still be with one another. It's given me an opportunity to still offer this, this work that I love more than anything in the whole world. Um, and now that I've done a few of them, it's getting, it's getting easier and easier. And I did one this morning and it was just so, it was so lovely to not have those nerves now too and getting used to this different way of connecting with people during this bananas time. Um, and I think a lot of people, including myself, need those sound offerings so much right now just as, as a tiny pocket of time to be able to either close your eyes or read a book or move your body or lay down or get into the bathtub and turn these, these sounds on and these offerings on. So it's been wonderful. I am so grateful, Megan, like just over the moon grateful to be able to access 
this and to be able to continue to share with people through that platform. And it's so neat, isn't it? I, I've been finding and I've only kind of done a few things online in the last few weeks, but the thing that's really neat about it, I'm finding is just this like opportunity to connect with people in so many different yes. places at the oh same time. Yes. And, and like, I, I know, I think during that, that the spring equinox, um, sound experience, like you were talking about people from Europe joining and like, <laughs> you know, that there is, there is this like really cool, powerful, like quality to the fact that people in so many different places are coming together to share yes. a healing experience. Yes. It's amazing. This morning I had my friend from Australia tuning in. There was a woman from Argentina, a couple places in Europe. Like it's, and also Canada wide too, because I've been based in Ontario for so, so long. That's the, the main place where, where my, my physical people are. And then it's really interesting to see through Instagram how, how, many, uh, how many folks have created this web of, of being connected in that way who would never have access to come to a sound bath of, of mine. And then all of a sudden I'm like in their living rooms or I'm, you know, there with them and, and we're all together also. Like you can, you can really palpably feel that energy of folks tuning in or these eyes or these ears that are that are present within that offering and I think that's that just puts it on a different plane and like really trippy level that I just love so much yeah yeah oh it's it's so neat I think yeah yeah I I I was definitely I said last week to someone I was thinking like I used to be a little bit of like a technology, like, like a little bit like, oh, we're, we're, there's too much technology. Why? Yeah. Are, why? Like, um, but I definitely have a new appreciation for yes. technology right now. And just the way that it can be kind of um, bringing people together and all of the creative ways that people are using it to share their gifts, which is yes. just so inspiring. It's the best. Yeah, it really, really is. It's like one of those like moments of hope, I think, yeah. amidst, amidst everything that's happening. Well, I would love for you to share, first of all, where people can connect and follow you and how they can stay in touch. I'd also love for you to share if there's any kind of like tips or ideas, if people are feeling really inspired and are like, Hmm, I want more sound in my life. Like what could that look like for them? Okay, awesome. So if you're interested in finding me, I'm on Instagram way too much. <laughs> like just way too much. So you can find me there. Uh, my handle is at spirit.song. And I'm there curating sound experiences and, and offering some uh, little tidbits of information as well too on my profile. You can also find me at my website, meganmariegates.com. And I think my most major tip for people who are like, ah, oh, yeah, like I want more sound is to make more sound specifically with your voice. Um, 
humming and singing and chanting and groaning and moaning and using that beautiful, beautiful vessel of, of voice and sound um, is so medicinal and so potent because it creates both inner and outer vibration. And especially when we're humming and making those sounds, it'll actually start to massage and activate the, the vagus nerve. Yes, I talk about that and people yes. are always surprised like they're always kind of really interested to learn that yeah the humming the humming especially is is massaging the vagus nerve and yes. triggering the relaxation response yes, yes yes and right now we all could be using that so absolutely that's what i'd say and also get outside if you can whether it's a balcony or a forest or whatever close your eyes and commit to just listening and really really taking in the soundscapes that are around you, whether that's bird song and rustling of leaves, or if it's the sound of vehicles and, and wind or whatever that is, and just take more moments to tune out of outer vision and get your ears opening because there are so many stories and so many storylines and, and sensations and life that is happening just through our sonic environment that we don't tap into as much. So that's what I would say. Those are the greatest tips. You're I the love greatest. so much. <laughs> Thank um, you. This has been such a blast. I'm so, so excited that we could create this time to, to really just learn from you and your passion for sound. And I so hope folks do take the time to go check out one of your Instagram sessions like so such a powerful offering right now oh, thank and you I'm so grateful for the work that you are doing in this world thank you so much thank you for a beautiful conversation what an incredible conversation thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for joining us today to listen in to learn from Megan Marie Gates all about the power of sound. I would so love to hear from you how you're taking some of the insights from today and applying them to your own life. You can get in touch with me, slide into my DMs over on Instagram. It's at Megan L. Johnston. You can also head to my website, meganjohnston.com, M-E-G-H-A-N-J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N. It's always a pleasure to connect with you. And I look forward to continuing our journey together of bringing more moments of heart and wonder into our lives. I'm actually celebrating my 30th birthday this week on Thursday. The celebration is going to look pretty different from what I had intended. I'll share more about that in our next episode together. But I did just want to let you know that if you felt like celebrating and sharing some of the birthday love, the biggest thing you could do that would make my heart sing is to head on over to Apple Podcasts and to leave a review. You can either just leave a rating from one to five, or you can also share some words of love. And if you're not sure how to submit a review, get in touch. I can walk you through the process. It is easy peasy, but I know sometimes we need a helping hand. I can't wait to connect with you again soon. In the meantime, keep living with heart and wonder.